Hey, Palmetto to Shores, and thank you for joining us again for this last installment of um, our study through a part of the Book of Romans, as we'll be looking at chapter six through eight this week, and sitting here with Richard again. So he finished up a great teaching on uh, just uh, getting to this point now and asking the question, what now? Um, after looking back at the past few chapters, uh, what do we do with this now, and how does this really apply to our lives? And um, we can see that through chapters six through eight, that there is a consistent theme that we are um, new creations now, that we have a new life, that we have died to ourselves and we become new creator, new creation, a new creation in Christ. And um, uh, Richard, if you want to just kind of give a quick um, synopsis of um, how we got here and what does that mean for us, uh, what do you see in these chapters being? Uh, the main focus on um, where we've come from and where we're going now. Uh, yeah, I think Paul's biggest focus here is just helping us recognize uh, that just like Christ died for sin, for the punishment of sin, we have died to sin. Like when we surrender to who Jesus is and follow him with our lives, uh, like Romans 8, 4, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We have this new life. That old sinful person that we are has been put to death. And we are this uh, new creation. And that is an amazing thing that uh, we have been given through the power of Jesus. Uh, unfortunately, even though we are this new creation, this uh, adopted a son or daughter of God who has great power, we still have to put to death the sin in our lives daily because we live in this broken vessel. The broken vessel is no longer who we are. Uh, we are uh, sons or daughters of the Most High, but our broken vessel is still stuck in a sinful world. Um, again, in verse 11 of chapter 8, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And that's a daily decision. That's a daily considering that you must do, that you uh, choose God daily. It's not about your salvation. It's about your sanctification. It's about coming more like who Jesus is. Every day we need to learn to recognize that we're still in a battle with our old uh, sinful nature that we have put to death and no longer exists in us, but that fleshly vessel that we still have holds on to the remnants of death. It holds on to the remnants of the desires of sin. And if we're not pursuing the things of God, if we're not pursuing the things of spiritual fruit, uh, then those old ways will creep back in and will grab hold of us and cause us to do the things that we don't want to do. Um, you know, the, I think the great thing that Paul says in verse 14 that should give us great confidence. It says, sin will no, will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. And Paul is telling us that sin has no power over us. It has no control over us. It's not ruling over us uh, because we're under grace. God now has complete control and power over us, uh, but we still have the ability uh, to kind of take that control back and do what we want to do. And that's the failure that we've got to overcome. Uh, as we kind of got to the end of the chapter of 8 and even looking at 7, you spoke a, a lot about um, bearing fruit for death and being released from the law and just uh, how we're 
um, no longer broken vessels, but um, we're now uh, images of who God has made us. And uh, is there anything that you would like to kind of close out here um, with? What do we do now that we're no longer bearing fruit for death, but bearing fruit for life as we've received the gospel? You know, that whole phrase, uh, bearing fruit for death, kind of took me off guard. I know I've read it many, many times before, but just for whatever reason, when I read it as I was preparing to teach this, it was just the the mindset of what it says there is just kind of astounding. Uh, it's in chapter 7, verse 5. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. And we know that as followers of Jesus, we are to bear fruit from, for God. And uh, the fruit that we produce is to uh, show glory to God. But as I was reading that, it's like the fruit that we produce for death, you know, bears fruit for the things of death. It bears fruit for the things of this world, the things of sin and the things of Satan. And that's just a, a scary thought. And uh, But the good news is that when you follow Jesus, you're released from that law. You no longer... Uh, bear fruit for death. You do bear fruit for God. And that is an amazing gift that we've been given. It's an amazing promise. Um, so it's not that we have this uh, worry anymore about bearing fruit for death because we don't have to. We're not under its uh, control. We're not under its reign. Uh, now, unfortunately, we do still have a battle that we will fight. Uh, but God is the one who helps us fight it if we will allow him. Um, Paul, as he gets to the end of the chapter, uh, in verse 19 says, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, this is not sin dwelling within who he is. It's sin dwelling within the, the uh, broken vessel. But the broken vessel has only as much power as we give it because, hey, we're promised uh, in verse 25 that God is going to deliver us. Verse 24 says, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse 25, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus delivers us from this body of death, so much so that even our fleshly body can begin to produce fruit for the goodness of who God is. Um, but in doing this, it says, So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. And that's where we got to rest. We've got to serve the law of God with, with our minds. Uh, but unfortunately, we will serve the flesh. Uh, with our flesh, we're going to serve the law of sin. And it's going to be a, a battle the rest of our lives. But the best way we can overcome that battle is to recognize the more we serve the law of God, the less the flesh is going to have any power. Uh, the flesh should not have great power over us. Uh, but it really depends on what you feed. If you feed your flesh constantly, then the flesh is going to have more and more power. If you're, speeding, if you're feeding the Spirit of God constantly, then this, the power of God is going to have more and more power over your flesh, and you will be able to overcome those uh, shortcomings and those sins that try to creep up. And that is where God wants you. God wants you to uh, be in the Spirit he wants you to uh, live through the power of Christ. Um, chapter 8, verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ.
Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So there's promise for our mortal bodies even that they can produce life and not be stuck in this constant uh, sinful battle. Now it doesn't mean there won't be uh, mistakes. It doesn't mean you're going to live a uh, sinless life, but it means for uh, more often than not, those temptations that come, you can begin to overcome them and live a life full of fruit for God. I think that's what Paul is is directing us to, this process of sanctification that leads us from being people who, who struggle greatly with sin to being people who, uh, who falter with sin occasionally, but are focused more on living a life serving God. And I think that should be the goal of every follower of Jesus is to, to move from that place where sin has a hold on us to where sin uh, may occasionally have a, a stumbling place in our lives, but we are quickly uh, turned back to God and serving him, uh, knowing that eventually when we reach heaven, uh, we'll be completely sanctified and sin will no longer have a hold on us. Yeah, that's such good news and something we all look forward to as well. And. Um, really can rest in and uh, there's just so many good points in that that um, we are saved by grace and that we can rest in the uh, the promises of God that he's given us and um, if we do try to hold to the law then it leads to death and if we cling to Jesus then um, from that we get an overflow of just his love and mercy that he showed us and we want to serve him and want to put good things into us not um, the evil things and uh, just trying to pull the law. So uh, we're going to leave it here and um, hope y'all have enjoyed and been encouraged through this study. Um, I know it's been challenging and encouraging for me and hopefully for you as well. So we look forward to jumping in again in September and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time.